Ready? You give me two minutes, I really need a wee. Right, you're happy now? Yes, that's much better. Welcome to the Family Five. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even got going. This shows how it's been weeks. Yeah, practice. You've forgotten what we have to say. Oh, for goodness sake. Welcome to the Family Bicycle <laughs> Podcast, where we have wild adventures with kids and bikes. <laughs> Katie and Tom here. <laughs> and we... Thank you very much. <laughs> and we are how many weeks overdue with this podcast? I thought you were going to say with the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Too many, too many it is, weeks. It is, too many weeks. Largely down to our most recent baby having become a bit of a late night menace until A miscreant. <laughs> yeah, Bob decided that the time that we were spending doing the podcast was the time he was going to spend wailing the house down. It became or, the witching hour, didn't it? I'm not sure what... Teeth. Well, it was de- definitely teeth, teeth that did that. I was going to say I'm not sure now whether we would be worse off with Bob or a cat in terms of the dangers of the Christmas tree. Yeah, well, you know, we, everybody goes through this pain of having to redecorate the Christmas tree every day when they have kids, right? Right? <laughs> it's stripped up to about waist height now, isn't it? And then the children who are a bit taller have put everything that he's removed at the top half, so I've never seen an uglier-looking Christmas tree than ours. So we've got... So it, it looks normal for the top foot, doesn't it? And then there's this... Band of overdecoration. Embarrassment of riches. <laughs> As arranged by the uh, the middle children, and then the bottom bit is bare. Yep, that's pretty much how it goes. So, and we can't put any gifts under the tree. Oh, definitely because, not. Because Robert will open them. Well, neither can we leave any chocolate out, can we? No. It's been a very, very sad evening for it me. Been, today, yeah. today I have broken up from work Woo! for Christmas, and I had a box of Quality Street on top of the cupboard that I went to get this evening. Only to find that uh, a certain other member of the uh, smaller family by variety had climbed up on the furniture to the top of the cupboard and emptied it. So I got, I, I made it to the the mythical end point of you've now broken up for Christmas and was going to celebrate with a, a quality street or two and no. No, no dice. No dice. And we've not got any ice cream in, which is what we were using to get through the podcast recordings. So it's it's been pretty catastrophic, hasn't it? It's worse than that. It's worse than that. I'm sat here in a pair of tights and a poncho because his parting shot for the evening for Bob was a, mu- a sort of chocolatey handprint on my dress. With the remains of my chocolate orange that we found as a consolation prize. Bob then demanded some of it and dribbled it over his jumper and your dress. Yeah. So it's gone really well, folks. So Katie's now wearing a knitted <laughs> so, poncho, a bra and a pair of tights. It's, <laughs> it's a rock and roll Friday night, folks. And there's no chocolate and no ice cream. Yeah, it's a good job we don't drink, because to be honest, <laughs> it could so, be a whole world Tonight could have driven you to it, couldn't it? Yeah, it could. <laughs> so we've got a few things to catch up on. And I think the first thing is we we need to apologise because we haven't podcasted now for several Fridays after rave reviews. We got a six out of five. Yay! For our premium. <laughs> thank you, whoever you are. I think we should just say thank you to everybody who's listening because um, it's been a really wide spectrum of people that we know from all different walks of life and different backgrounds and not necessarily to do with cycling that are listening to this so uh, shout out to everybody who's, <laughs> who's troubled to trouble to listen and give us feedback and whether it was a six or some other score <laughs> we, we're grateful that you're choosing to join in with us on this one and um we've missed it a bit actually we've constantly said we're going to make time for the podcast and then Bob's made a noise or something else has has intervened I even tried to go out and do it because I couldn't really find an opportunity during the day, especially with you in the house trying to work. Um, I didn't think that a sort of soliloquy from me in the middle of the day was quite going to cut it. But Nobody I tried. Wants to listen to that, love. No, they're not going to. I, don't, I, can, I can see why. But I even <laughs> went out and tried to do one as an outside broadcast. I thought, well, I'll set myself up with a mic and I'll go out on the bike with Bob on the back and I'll just talk to myself while riding my bike. And You did not think that one through, did no, you? No, it didn't go very well, did it? Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the Family Bicycle Podcast. Tom and baby Bob here having wild adventures with kids and bikes. 
and uh, this is our first outside broadcast here we go oh chicane yeah i wouldn't stand a chance on the cargo bike getting through that one we're through bob oh good lad oh yes need to do something with these hub gears up we go there we are right yeah so i suppose you know an ask me uk podcast <laughs> might have gone like that but um i don't think people were going to be able to tolerate listening to that whole podcast and, and there were various interjections at junctions and things and they'd reopen the junction by the railway station so i rode around that a few times and uh com- commented on a few drivers uh behaviors on the way around but the uh, the main thing i wanted to talk about in terms of catch-up there's two things one is we are still going to run the podcast about the incident from a few weeks ago and the police and all of that and i think it's fair that we give that some some time and space in the edit and people can listen to that and make of what they make of that what they will but pleased to say that the met police did reach out to us we did have a profitable discussion and there, there was uh, there was discussions had with the person who had caused a lot of the pain during the incident itself and we we have some we have some hope that that landed well and that there's some light rather than heat to come out of that one but it's also safe to say that we're now how many weeks on from the incident and Rhoda and I got deliberately driven into by a driver who the police who attended weren't convinced was fit to be driving and we've seen them driving since and we've not heard anything from the police whatsoever so they never actually talked to Rhoda at all about the crime that she was a victim of and I think that's pretty pretty poor show and Northamptonshire police have uh, have not not shown themselves in a very good light at all but we're going to give that some time anyway on another occasion but the other thing that's been hanging over us that we really wanted to share with you was of course the bikes which have now vacated their temporary abode in the lounge in the lounge (laughs) um and are now in their new home with their new owners they are they are and so if you are not familiar with this story, the quick catch-up is that uh, we had a little boy who asked for a ride on my cargo bike one morning on the school run. Uh, a bit of a backstory and family bicycle, Twitter following, rallied round. It was really quite unexpected. We didn't see it coming, did we? Um, but the, the kindness of, of our followers led to a crowdfunder, led to not just one but two bikes and uh, setting these children up for not just giving them a bike, you know, they'll give a man a fish, teach a man to fish kind of thing, um, but to, to set these children up for the adventures that the bikes will take them on as well. And we're, we're still yeah. working on it, aren't we're still we? We're still working on it, but, but they are very much looking forward. I think they've, they've told me that um, we're going camping next year with the bikes. Yeah, there so may have been a promise all made. All sorts of horizons have suddenly opened up <laughs> and places broadened. where yeah, these bikes are going to go. I may have made some kind of a promise that if the bikes were well looked after, then there would be an adventure to take them on in the spring, assuming the world allows us to. So we can't share all the all the details. It wasn't the kind of event that we could uh, broadcast, you know, exactly as it happened. But... Uh, the other Sunday afternoon, we went to the park to meet said children and Ruth and Rhoda. Well, we'd had to keep it a secret from them, hadn't we? The whole thing had been shrouded in secrety, had, even within the house. Person, Ruth and Rhoda are lovely kids, but they're like a sieve for secrets. They just can't have it, just falls out of them if there's a secret. In the same way, the chocolate falls in. <laughs> so we didn't, we didn't let them know quite what was afoot until the day that the bikes were, were ready to be handed They over. came home from school on the Friday night and then I said to them, right, now that you're not in a position to be able to blow the secret, we can tell you what it is. And uh, so, as it happens, the two children are broadly the same age and size as Ruth and Rhoda, respectively. So, we finished the bikes off, we agreed to meet the children with Grandma in the park and well, Ruth and Rhoda rode the bikes into the park. Right, Dad, tell you what, have a try on this one. Okay. Okay. See, see, how, see how you get on with this one. Now, 
Yeah, just stand next to stand next to Ruth a second. Oh, go on. You're all right. Go on. I want to check. Need to check. You're all right for size. Right. I think we need to put the seat down just a little bit. All right. Jump off for me a minute. Whoop! Okay. There we go. Right. If I do that like that, that like that. There you go. Right. Okay. That's better. Right. Do me a lap of the bandstand on that. See what you think. That better? How are you doing for getting on that, mate? Go on, you try it. I think you'll be all right on there because you and Rhoda are quite similar. Yeah? Oh, yeah, if anything, that one, you need that up a bit. Right, go on then. Right, off you go. You go and have a try on that and see how that compares to the, to the other one. Careful, both brakes. You need to use your other brake as well. That's it. Now, what do you reckon? Good. Is that, does that, does that fit you better? Yeah. I'll tell you what, give it another, give it another lap. Brakes, brakes. So how does so how does that compare to that? It's. I don't even know how good it is. You don't even know how good it is. Was that fun? It was so good. Right. Do you want to give it another go? Do you want to have another lap? Yeah. yeah. Go on then. Off you go. Now this time I want to see you use your brakes when you get back to me. Okay. Good lad. Off you go. So how does that compare to how does that compare to the other bikes? It's a lot quicker than my other bike. Is it? Does it fit <laughs> yeah. you better as well? Yeah. It's got much bigger wheels, hasn't it? Yeah. Okay, right. You jump on then, because look, he's nearly with us. He's, on, and he has tested the brakes now. <laughs> that's it. He's not hit that man. That's 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 all good. Oh, oh, oh. He's nearly here. Gently, gently. That's it. Good lad. Oh. Oh, oh, <laughs> you okay? <laughs> so. How did that feel? So good. Did you enjoy that? What did it feel like to ride compared to your other one? It was a lot taller. A lot taller, a lot higher up. Yeah, it was. It was, it was so I like good. the colour more. I, I don't like the colour pink. It was so awesome. You don't like the you don't like the other one? I don't like the colour pink. Don't you? You like the you yeah, like that, do you? Yeah, I just want to super cool. Right, come come here guys. I tell you what, I'll let you in on a little secret. These bikes are yours. <laughs> These are your new bikes. You can keep it. What do you reckon? Is that all right? <laughs> is that a surprise? Yeah, that's definitely a surprise. <laughs> this is so good and I even like the bell. You didn't see that coming, did you? The bells are... Why I've never you known you two have so little to say. That's it. Like, I've never known you not know what to say, young man. <laughs> Is that when all right? I never know what to say. It means I actually love it. Oh, well, that's really, really good to hear. I would rate this a three out of five, mm. and that definitely a 100 out of five. A 100 out of five? Yes, wow. Off That's the chart. Off the chart. When you came for your first ride, you remember that day when you said, can I have a ride on your bike? Yeah. I went home and I told some of my friends who are cyclists about it. There's this little boy who's asked for a ride on my bike. And they said, well, we should make sure he's got a decent bike of his own to ride to school on. All right? And so... Along with some, along with some friends, quite a few friends, we got you these bikes. All right, and they these are yours to ride. ride. And no, no, no. These are specially for you guys. All right, it's been a secret for the last few weeks, and Ruth and Rhoda have been saying to us, "Who are those two bikes for that you're working on?" And I said, "I can't tell you. It's a secret." And then after we got home from school on Friday, once I knew that they couldn't accidentally tell you the secret, I said to the girls, those two bikes are for your mates. I just wish I don't have the words to tell you what the little fella's face looked like. Proper, jaw-dropped, gobsmacked, open mouth, couldn't compute. And a few seconds later, that was it. He was off again. <laughs> and he was back round the, the bandstand on Quite his, right. his bike. <laughs> um, absolutely spot on. And the little girl too was just, she was stunned.
And I think she was the one who said, I, I'm, I'm really, really high up. This bike's enormous because she'd not ridden a bike that was the right size for her either for a very, very long time. Pesky kids, always growing up. Yeah, and she <laughs> she she'd gone from she'd gone from I think she had had a spell on a twenty inch, but she's gone on to a twenty six inch wheel, uh, and that's the first time she will have ridden a bike that fits her. For goodness knows how, if ever, um, and she just was so excited. And off they went, and they were round and round. And the next thing, I'm standing talking to talking to Grandma about it, and I'm hearing, "I've done ten laps without stopping. I've done twenty laps." Okay, and that that was that. They were off, um, and so really, really looking forward now to just embedding that. You know, the the excitement of the moment of handing them over was one thing, but now we've got something to build on, and. Uh, I think they're going to be starting to ride to school at some stage on them before too long. We're just doing the security element of the programme as well for them at the moment so that the bikes are, are safe when they're at home and safe when they're at school uh, to, to protect that investment. But uh, we are just so delighted at the way it went. I had no idea. It's one of those moments you can't really you can't really plan for. You can't really work out exactly how it's going to happen. I went through so many different thought processes of how shall I do this and in the end it just happened completely organically which I dare say is probably the right way um but the delight on those two children's faces and when I said we can go camping in the spring if you look after them I mean that it's been around the school hasn't it (laughs) (laughs) they've told they've told anyone who will listen now um so we just got to hope now that the uh, R rate drops back down so that we can have some resumption yeah. of normal life by the time that the weather perks Cause up. Because Grandma turned to me and said they've never spent a night in a tent either. And so, you know, we've talked before about how the reason we got into doing Family Bicycle, the reason that we take time out to to have a bash at some of these activities that we do uh, and you know YouTube and this podcast and all those sorts of things is because we found something that we kind of already knew about, but then we discovered that if we gave it a little bit more of a nudge, it gave us just tremendous joy. We found something that gave us freedom as a family, that gave us something that we hadn't found hitherto in an activity that we understood, that we'd done, that we enjoyed, that we'd taken part in, but just taking it up a notch gave us something so much greater and we want to share that and it's really easy to share it with people that already have that bug it's very easy to fan the flame of someone who's already got the spark of it and it's really easy for us just to talk within social media echo chambers if you will but to to, you know to preach to the choir on that sort of stuff but what we really really relish is the opportunities to get into the mainstream you know the the opportunities where like back in January when we were asked would we go to California and go on US national television with an audience in the millions across the states that was bringing the idea of children riding distances and having adventures on bikes to millions of homes of people who don't already have a particular interest in it and just the the ability to plant stuff in the mainstream is kind of what we live for when we're doing this and so for for these children but this year of all years as well where everybody has been stuck indoors far more than anybody would ever have liked to be able to give people a nudge to get out there and explore what is pretty safe actually if you in terms of transmission being outdoors is pretty much the safest place you can be and it's you know great for people's mental health to to spend that time in nature and outside and not cooped up yeah but you know i think people the tools actually to go and explore yeah and i i think it's easy for us to forget that there are children out there who are of our children's age who don't ride a bike there are children out there who ride a bike but think that it's something that you do you know, one, once a year, as per the Halfords advert, everything gets loaded in a very precarious fashion onto the back of the car and we drive 30 miles to ride two and buy an ice cream and come home again and say, that was fun, and then not do it again uh, until the next year or our next trip to Centre Parks where we create 
the car-free environment that we could have around our homes if people cared enough to, <laughs> to get involved in, in making our communities nicer places and, and dealing with traffic and stuff. But we create it at centre parks and people drive there and park their car and then, yes, we're going to ride our bikes for the week in, a, in this sort of sanitised environment. And then it doesn't happen again. And so the, just the thought process, actually, that there are children who've never spent a night in a tent. There are children who've never been anywhere meaningfully on a bicycle. And there's plenty of them out there. And it's those children, it's those families that we want to get to. It's those families that we want to spread the joy with. And this was just a, it turned into another opportunity for that, you know, to spread the spread the love, but also for us just to be reminded that the the, the message that we are sharing has still got plenty of people that it's yet to reach. Well, the girls have uh, certainly still got the bug because they've moved. One of the other reasons that sort of delayed our podcasting has been that we've been doing a bit of domestic rearranging. Uh, We've been on a DIY project. We've finished one room and that has triggered a whole series of moves. Oh, goodness. Yeah, we haven't got back moved in by the time. We were talking last time about the fact that we'd got the whole shenanigans with moving rooms coming up haven't we i think we're at the point where everybody in the house apart from thomas has now moved bedrooms in the last two weeks yeah and we have narrowly by the narrowest of margins avoided the third anniversary of sleeping in the dining room we have so the girls have moved rooms and uh, one of the things they're very keen to uh, get sorted is that uh, having moved rooms they've no longer got their dry wipe maps on the wall and uh, I think they're quite keen that we get that sorted out because, you know, they like a bit of adventure planning. There's been talk about setting up a YouTube camera as well, hasn't there, in the yes. corner of the room? Yes, Ruth's very keen to get vlogging herself. So watch out for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, we might find that we're competing in the ratings war with her, yeah. <laughs> with Ruth. <laughs> uh, she's also going to be writing her book in her new room. Yes. Got very many plans about how she's going to reconfigure the furniture to uh, create her writing den, her vlogging space. They, they've got their teepee that they want to have up in their room. But the possibilities are endless. It's been quite nice, actually, to see them uh, making their plans. Making and, and, plans for the space, And bringing, yeah. bringing their, uh, their adventure and outdoors ideas into what, what they want to do. They want to get some photographs up on the, on the wall from previous... I'm glad they want to share them as well. From previous but It's uh, something that they want to talk about and share and, and, and sort of spread a bit because that's what we're trying to do. Um, but for them to want to talk about it with other people, I think they've had a little spark as well, haven't they, with the children in the park in terms of seeing other children react to doing something that they consider quite normal. I think that's been an eye opener for them too. But if Ruth is pursuing her literary career, oh, well, we, Ruth's literary is this going to be out of the same mould as the letters that she's been leaving by the chimney? Well, I've got some, some lovely. I think Ruth might have taken hers away, actually. For Advent this year, instead of buying them another chocolate calendar, because they were only going to eat their chocolate as well as ours. Um, they have been getting a. A daily letter from the elves, and it's a prepaid thing that I ordered. I can't claim any uh, artistic credit for it, and uh, some of you will recognise the name if I say it. We're not sponsored, but it's a it's a, a service called International Elf Service, and you can get a letter every day to give your children. And they're personalised; they're printed with their names. So they they've been getting a letter each day from the elves, and they're very excited. And about so these it. letters are personalised with the children's names on and then you got a wad of letters and a load of personalised envelopes and then you stuff the envelope each night. And leave it somewhere where the elf has delivered it. And they've been writing back and it's escalated. <laughs> they've not only written back, they've sent gifts. Oh, have they sent gifts? <laughs> there, was a, there was a tub left on the hearth with an empty quality street. An empty, an empty quality, yeah. <laughs> was left on the hearth with um, cash for the elves to help <laughs> them to do good things for the other children in the world who don't have presents, which was incredibly sweet. Uh, they'd sent a stolen bar of soap for Mother Christmas that they stole from their own mother to give, <laughs> <laughs> to give away. Um, what else did they put in there? Uh, a notebook and pen because they'd like the elves Used. to keep writing. 
it was slightly second hand. Yeah, but it was the gold sparkly one that was therefore very special. It was, yeah. So they, they've been very sweet. They've, they've sent sent gifts. Um, and, and it's culminated today. And they, they, to be clear, if you they, they, they've thought of this eventuality, haven't they? The people who do the letters. Yes. So I got a sort of response that that was there ready to so be deployed there, to say res- thank you for the letter. There's a response letter which you're to deploy if your child writes back to them. To say thank you for the letter. Uh, elves are very busy, but um, I'm afraid they, they're not allowed to write back to every letter because they wouldn't get any work done. <laughs> so, you know, please do. They love getting your, your letters and drawings. Please carry on do sending them. Do keep writing, them, but don't expect, but don't to, expect reply. to reply. Genius. So genius. So, anyway, it's culminated today. We've been waiting for the Father Christmas letters. Now, they finished them by about lunchtime, so they were, you know, very pleased. So I had a quick look at what they'd written before they disappeared, obviously, to the North Pole. And um, Ruth had to take hers away for a rewrite because Ruth was... <laughs> Ruth had taken leave of her manners, I think, in writing her letter. Um, you, Ruth got a lecture about what happens if you send a rude letter to Father Christmas. Christmas. I don't mean she was offensive. <laughs> it wasn't she, like... She was, yeah. It was, um, dear Father Christmas, I want a computer. <laughs> please get me a computer. Yeah. But without the pleasers. Just get me a computer. Um, so she's, she's having a rethink about that because I've also broken to her the idea that at age seven we're not having computers in their bedroom. <laughs> Um, and that the computer will carry on being used in in the downstairs dining space. And you're only slightly holding over her the fact that Father Christmas knows about all the quality streets that she robbed. So she's going to have a rethink, but I've got I've got Rhoda's letter here. Have you read it? Oh, Rhoda's a, Rhoda's a wag, isn't she? Now, it, I haven't seen all of this yet, but I do know that Rhoda has already caused some consternation. Um, because yes, Rhoda, Rhoda's Christmas gift, she was very clear about what she wanted until just after we bought it. Yes. Oh, when it got delivered in the... When Amazon nearly ruined Christmas. <gasps> yeah. By, the... by I ticked the box on Black Friday to order this gift. And there was a box that said, you know, this, this product will not come in packaging unless you specifically ask for it. So yes. I specifically ticked the box to say, I require this to be packaged, please, because this is going to... This is a gift. ...be a gift, and I don't want it to just turn up on the doorstep unwrapped. Sure enough... Amazon turned up on the doorstep. And I'd forgotten it was coming or hadn't picked up that we were due an Amazon delivery that particular day. And it came, it came, during, it came during a ballet lesson, didn't it? And Ruth was in. Ruth was in and Rhoda wasn't. And Ruth went to the door and shouted, Daddy, there's an Amazon man at the door. And, with, with this and he's got a big... Box. <laughs> that Ruth could see what it was. So Ruth had to be... Sworn to secrecy. Well, she's just been told you didn't see that, hasn't she? Yeah. Um, So that was then hidden, and Rhoda, the following day, announced that she... about a week later. ...changed her mind. (laughs) It was after it had arrived. after it had arrived. (laughs) Announces, actually, I'd like something else. I've changed my mind. I think I'm going to tell something. Anyway, her her letter's turned up tonight. She's finally written to Father Christmas. Don't tell me she's changed her tune again. Yeah, she has. Oh, flipping out. But we're all right because her handwriting is such that... You've got her on a technicality. on a technicality because I can't tell whether uh, the word that she's written is back to being option one. The oh. thing she originally asked for. Or, or is, is a third, third option, option and a quite a disturbing one. And one that she's not going to get I've because seen the, it's far I've, too late now. I've seen the first sentence now. <laughs> Go on, read it. Dear Father Christmas, this year I would love a Barbie house set to play with. Now, it might say house set or it might say horse set. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm hoping that it's option one and it's house, OK? So if you see Rhoda, big up the houses, OK? Because otherwise it's third time Because otherwise it's third time lucky and I'm going to be living in a house full of pink stuff that she didn't want. Anyway, I have been very good this year, so I get it. (laughs) There's certainty for you. I hope that everything is running smoothly where you are. I hope the elves are okay and happy. I have been getting letters from Elfie, Lily, Marty and Mother Christmas. 
Hope you are all right out there. It's been great talking to you. Best wishes. Love from Rhoda. Six years old and a lot of kisses and love hearts. And um, um, stars are David. Stars. Yep, she's, she's drawn six stars. I see. So there we go. I love that. <laughs> I've been good this year, so I get it. It really wanted a comma there just to just to really bang it home, didn't it? I've been very good this year, so I get it. <laughs> That's brilliant. And she definitely didn't eat any of the quality streets. No, Ruth's confessed. It was just, it was just Ruth, was Ruth, it? Ruth has gorged herself She on didn't try and street. split the risk by sharing some with her sister. No, Ruth has eaten, you know, the, the circular plastic tubs, folks. Ruth hasn't just had one or two. Ruth's had more than half a tub and some chocolate orange for good measure. She should have been high as a kite, which may explain why she was not asleep when, she, when I went, when upstairs went upstairs at 10 o'clock. Oh, dear. Well, we need to find a way for them to expend some energy then, don't we? Well, we went out for a walk to see the Christmas lights tonight. There's a... The neighbours ones? No, the town centre ones. We've been to the town centre ones. Ooh, but, I think, but that took ages. I think uh, to go and see the neighbourhood ones, we probably need to do that on the bikes. I think we could do a bike ride once the Ondervart has got its tyre done. Yeah, because we've had a bit of a... Oh, we've, we've had, had a, rough a bit run of a mechanical, which was... Really irritating. Really, really irritating. I have only had two punctures that I can remember in the last goodness knows how long. And they've both happened at this time of year and they've both happened practically within sight of our house. One was, Well, I had a series of them when we had a duff batch of um, valves. Oh, you had some tubes that kept every, letting go, Every time you? I went out on my road bike, a tube let go. And it wasn't that I was getting punctures. We had was, a whole batch of Conti tubes a, that a were shot, batch. weren't they? But since then... Yeah. When but, it was literally every time I went out But I've had two. I had the one the, the other day when I went over some glass right outside the girls' school. It was lucky I dropped them off. And I went you to... total depressurisation. I you? did. I, I, as I went over it, and I've never punctured in 10 years or more and thousands and thousands of miles between however many of us have ridden them, I've never so much as punctured a Schwalbe Marathon Plus. And this one... The gash that the glass has left in it means that the tyre is unusable. Um, and, and it's so annoying because it was a brand new one when it went on the bike when we bought it. It's probably only done 100 miles or so. Um, so really, really annoying. And the other one happened Festive 500 a couple of, couple of years ago. And it was on the bit of shared use path oh, no, near our house. Oh no, you said the festive swear word there. Uh, that, was, that was my segue. That's, I think that might be the first one I've done. Which takes us neatly on to what we're going to do for the next few weeks. So Thomas has gone to his mum's for Christmas this year and he'll be back in a little while. And when he gets back, he's got plans because the Festive 500 this year, you're eligible to ride it indoors. So after his exploits during the lockdown, Thomas has got something up his sleeve, I think. But we, we won't talk about that now and jinx it. Um, but Thomas is planning to come back from Devon before the turn of the year and uh yeah he's he's got something he's been lining up for over the last few weeks at at school but this time i collected my road bike back from having the two back wheels that i've broken during the course of this year (laughs) fixed on my government vouchers and didn't drive it into a car park hooray yeah so so you're going better than last year so for those who don't know the rafa festive 500 is the idea of riding 500 kilometres between Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve inclusive. And until this year, you had to do it outdoors. Now, I didn't know that. So there's always been a Christmas Eve jinx. And the first year I did it, I put in a load of miles on Zwift on Christmas Eve. Thought, I'd okay, I've banked a load of miles. And Thomas said, I don't think you're allowed to do that, Dad. And after you'd done it. After I'd done it. So not, I, not, not as you were setting up the turbo track. No, 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 nothing like that. So I put, not, Nothing as helpful as I that. I put in a big stint on Zwift on the, on the first day and then found that not only was I knackered from doing it, but none of those miles were going to count either. And it resulted in me then, at one stage, we had that big freeze, didn't we? I was riding around the industrial estate. Because it was I the only bit that was gritted. I couldn't get out of town. I couldn't find a safe route out. So I was literally riding up and down a mile-long straight bit of road with two roundabouts at either end and just looping backwards and forwards. And somebody said to me after I completed it, fair play, mate, some of those were some pretty inglorious miles. The things, the things grown men will do for a sew-on patch from Rafa 
it's just astonishing, really. I'll tell, tell you but what, though. I'll tell you what, if you're thinking about this and if you're thinking about being a family member who supports us, here are things I have learned about the Festive 500, which I have not done. I have been the one at home with the children while you disappear for days at a time in the middle of the Christmas period. And nights. And nights. <laughs> this, this makes you unpopular, is, is lesson number one. Okay? <laughs> so unless you have got the sign off of your spouse or significant other um you're going to be unpopular do not for attempt. doing this do not attempt lesson number two your food bill is going to skyrocket and all the christmas goodies in the house are going to disappear and by that i mean you're going to open the tin of mince pies to find that they've all gone they've been inhaled by hungry cyclists who got in from their very long ride in the freezing cold and ate everything inside well, no, i'll keep them in my top tube bag just don't do the pastry quite so short this year because they end up as dust in the bottom. Then there's what happens to the Christmas cake. <laughs> you know, Sorry. the Christmas cake that your your loving wife has laboured over, made in October, fed... Like Mark Beaumont's decorated. mum. He took his to the Andes. You know, that your children have then, you know, liberally covered in various unrecognisable shapes that are supposed to be snowmen and stars and things. You know... When I open the tin to go and have a slice of that, after all that effort put in making it, nope, none of that left. Because somebody was riding the Festive 500 and was hungry again. Then, then there's all the uh, emergency call-outs that you'll get when your Festive 500 rider has gone out and their lights have gone flat. And you end up on Boxing Day. No, it was Kettering Railway Station, Christmas Day, tea time. I thought it was Boxing Day tea time. No, it was well, Christmas. Not split hairs. It was Christmas Day because I remember that hairs. being made express as being an aggravating factor at the time. It was not popular. It wasn't popular with me either. I couldn't see. But I ended up having to get the car out, put oh, with all the th- four yeah. children in the car. No, only the three then. Come on. If it was last year, no, it, was no, it wasn't. It was the first year that happened. We didn't have Bob. I'm not copying for that one. Anyway, loading significant numbers of children into the car when they want to be playing with their Christmas presents, not doing a round trip to Kettering Railway Station for no purpose other than to give Daddy a new battery for his life. But at least while I was waiting, I I created a new Strava segment round the car park at the station because there was nobody in it, so I just go, kept going round around the car park to make up a couple of miles while I was waiting for you. Yeah, so that's Nothing super if not fun. Ingenious. And and then of course there is the 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 other Christmas Eve jinx was last year when I didn't complete it, and I did I was and I it all went wrong because I was on my way home to deal with miscreant children wasn't I, I was going to ride home from Birmingham from the office, on Christmas Eve you know everybody was going to get done for lunchtime and when everyone else hit the pub I was going to jump on my bike and I was going to ride home from Birmingham I was going to bang in a load of miles and then I wouldn't have to be antisocial for the rest of the Christmas period or ride home from the in-laws because <laughs> I the ate other... their food too didn't I yeah that's the other antisocial element we went to see my family in a year when we were allowed to see our families which will not be happening this year and we turned up and then Tom disappeared and put his cycling kit on ate their food, got on his bike and decided that he was cycling the 60-odd miles home and, having eaten their food, just disappeared. Bye! Very antisocial. I ate your mum's food. You ate all her food. You (laughs) filled your top tube bags with extra slices of her Christmas cake and then you buggered off. Oh, no. Am I allowed to say that? What, buggered? We've both said it now. Oh, dear. Oh, well, okay. and I've cracked a mother-in-law joke of sorts. This is oh, it's gone downhill now, hasn't it? We're going to be shag married annoyed next. Um, so I was coming back from Birmingham anyway. Yeah, I've gone into yeah. work, suit everything. Going to be done by lunchtime. Wasn't done by lunchtime. Finally left the office at about half past five, and thought. Well, I'm going to retrieve something. So I got off the train at Longbuckby and I was going to ride back to Wellingborough from Longbuckby. And then I'd throw my leg over the bike, got about two miles down the road and you rang me. To say, where are you? You're supposed to have already been home by now. should have been now. home by now and ridden it's it. Christmas Eve. <laughs> the children are kicking off. The children off. are climbing the walls because they're overexcited and hyped up. And I've got a baby. 
and I'm trying to manage, but where are you? You're supposed to be home. And by the way, we haven't wrapped any gifts yet, and so you'd better be nearly home. And that's before we've played the... I can't remember where I've put half the children's Christmas gifts, which... Well, we nearly lost a bike one year, didn't we? <laughs> that's another story. So I said, OK, try and retrieve the situation. I'll ride back to the car at Northampton, which I was just going to leave in the work car park for Christmas. And... I'll stick it on the roof of the car and I'll I'll come home. That'll get me home quicker. I'll be in less trouble that way, thinks he. Set off to come out of it. And if any of you know Northampton Railway Station, it's got one of those Meccano multi-storey car parks. Wallop! And I took the bike and the bike rack clean off the roof of the car. And the roof bars. And the roof. I took the lot off, didn't I? Yep. And it landed all still attached together in roughly the same format that it had been previously on the deck at the entrance to the car park with just a telltale dent in the height warning sign on the way in. And, well, it done for my forks, hadn't it? So um, that was the end of that. So uh, last year... It was a valiant fail. It was. I, it, was a, it was a festive 250 in the end. And I finished it the final day. I rode on the new bike, didn't I? The replacement bike, yes. I so rode on the bike. The, we picked up the new bike that Muggins here decided that uh, due to the exceptional sadness that resulted from, from it riding It was off, quite significant sadness, wasn't it? It was. Um, had, had better be purchased as a replacement. It had done good service, though. I mean, I had it, what, ten years, nearly? You didn't have it that long. All right, eight. Yeah. Eight. 2011 to 2019. R.I.P. Road bike. Yeah. Well, it's still going. It's a, it's my turbo bike now. The brakes were mangled on it and the forks, are, the, the carbon fork I wouldn't have dared ride on. But it's still working. It's still on the turbo. Um, but, yeah, so there's always something seems to go wrong Christmas Eve. And then the final it's the day... the universe telling you that... Don't that, do this. Don't start this. <laughs> this is inadvisable. This is inadvisable when you are the father of four small children. But you were the one that went out and got me the patch the first year. You gave me no end of hell over it. And then you came home from work having been to the Rafa store and logged into my Strava account, unbeknownst to me, to claim my patch for me in person. So Because I worked around the corner from... Yeah. Yeah. And then the year that you actually bought me the T-shirt was the year that I failed to complete it. Yeah, I've not bought uh, you any Rafa Festive 500 gear this year. No, fair no. enough. Well, we'll see what happens. Thomas has got designs on doing it, hasn't he? But taking advantage of the ability to do it indoors. So you two are going to be really good fun. I ain't doing 500Ks <laughs> on Zwift. That's, he can have my share of that. Actually, I better not say that. He'll end up saying he's going to do my share as well. He's been riding on the turbo every morning at school, ready to ready to do that, hasn't he? So we'll see what we we'll see what we get. But you finish work. I have finished work. We have all our bikes except the Ondavata in traffic at the moment, don't we? Oh, uh, we've got to just before we go, we've got to talk about the N plus one. N plus one. We, we should Although have I a jingle. Like I feel like it's been hijacked a bit because I bought a new bike. We should have an N plus one jingle. Just park in that one. Carry on. I bought a new bike. And insert M plus one jingle here. Yeah, insert M plus one jingle here. Oh, I've just realised Rhoda drew a picture of Father Christmas on the back of her letter. Ho, ho, ho. He's, <laughs> hang on, what's going on with his eyes? And that is, that is, that is some beard. I, I'm, I love the way the beard goes sideways. I don't know if it's windy. Certainly blowing the same way as he's at. That's he's got tri- glasses on. He's got a bald head. Is that... Does Father Christmas have a bald head? Well, we don't know because he wears a hat, doesn't he? Oh, good point. Anyway, M plus one jingle. M plus one jingle. I bought a new bike and then... You couldn't have it. I couldn't have it because Wales, where the bike was located, went into lockdown the day I bought it. And so I had to wait for their two-week lockdown. A circuit breaker. Circuit breaker to end to be able to pick it up. At which point, England went into its yeah. lockdown. And so I had to wait a bit longer. I'm just fortunate that I was able to collect it in the street on my way back from picking Thomas up. Which was an activity that you were allowed to do. Yes. So that was lucky. And so finally... And I just found after, this after bike in the street. Of, after a wait of about four weeks nearly, wasn't it? Yeah, it end. was. It's the longest end from an eBay auction ever to, to get in the stuff, I think. Thankfully, the seller was... 
Well, they were very good about it. Well, they weren't going anywhere. Perfectly <laughs> relaxed about hanging on to it until we could come and get it. Um, so M plus one, we bought an elephant bike, which was supposed to be my answer to your skip find. Yes. A, a bike for using around town that you're actually willing to leave locked up somewhere in town whilst whilst doing your shopping. Only it's been so popular that... It just happens to just fit happens both of to us. Fit both of us and to now be set up for you and to have had a baby seat added to the back already. <laughs> <laughs> it's and got it's the, doing quite a lot of miles, isn't it? It's got the baby seat on it. It's got the it's panniers got, that came with the Ondevata because we don't use them. It's got a set of panniers on the back. But it's brilliant. And, I mean, it, it would be... It's well-priced if you have one from Cycle of Good. It is. But we got ours for a fraction of that, didn't we? Less than half that. I'd been looking at them on Cycle of Good, but, with, you know, with current uh, current Well, things are still tight. You know, we've gone down from two of us working to one of us doing less than a full week. I'd been looking at them and just thinking, well, I'll have to save up and we'll have to park that. Yeah. Hopefully um, they'll still have some left. Because I'm one of these people, I have this search saved on eBay for cargo (laughs) bikes. You know, just in case the right thing happen to pop up at the right Because a lot of the things that we're interested in in are scarce, aren't they? And on the cargo bike search, this this bike popped up and it wasn't a million miles off the route that we would drive fairly regularly to drop Thomas off to see his mum. So I put it on my watch list and I watched it and nobody bid. And And nobody bid. Yeah, you kept saying, there's still nobody gone. Nobody's bid on this bike, Tom. Look, look, it, it looks like somebody's maybe been gifted it's still got the tag on it nobody's ridden that bike and we watched it for a week and I, we sort of ummed and ahed about can we afford it and I thought well if it goes for the price that that's actually worth then we probably can't but could you stick a cheeky bid in at the end see what happens so I waited and watched the clock go down and you know two seconds to go boom hit the button on the bid snipe and then sat and waited while eBay Words yeah, there's that. Did there's, there's that few seconds, isn't there? Which after for M plus it. one eBay snipers is is the agonising moment Oof, of yeah. how much have I paid and did I win? Did I get it and how much for? Because I might have just added an extra thirty quid in above, the last few seconds over what, what I've agreed. What was my, my categoric <laughs> floor? You know, the the ceiling price. Yeah, and we absolutely stole it, didn't we? Yeah. Um. So. I mean, unbelievable, really. Was it 115 115 quid, I think? Yeah. For a refurbished post office bike with a tray in the front. It can carry 20 kilos on the front, 20 kilos on the back. You can fit on it, I can fit on it. We can have Bob on the back with us. Yeah, that was with all the racks and everything with it. Astonishing. Uh, the only things have been there. There are a few little niggles with it, but I'll I'll learn how to do it. I've learnt to deal with the Navinci drive on the Ondevata, so I think learning to do a three-speed Sturmy Archer shouldn't yeah, be too fairness, hard. In fairness, one of those things is because we have absolute. When you're riding it, we have tested it to the absolute limit on size, and we've had to put the um, handlebars up as high as they will go, and there wasn't quite enough slack in the cables. Yeah, I think it needs recabling anyway to put some, put a bit more slack in it with the bars right up. And then uh, hub brakes I've not worked with before. I've done roller brakes, I've done V-brakes, I've done discs, Can, hydraulics. Cantilevered yeah. evil. Oh, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, with, the, with a yoke. Yeah, I've done all of those, but I've not done drums before. And the rear is not quite biting as I would as I would like the front's good um and and the pedal I had to change those pedals I mean I think since it had been done it had been sat in a garage and uh, but I'm a firm I'm a firm believer that I don't believe in collective responsibility for cyclists but I do kind of feel like I don't want to draw attention to myself with the bike making random spurious noises as I'm riding along that cause people in the street to look because they because they think bits are going to fall off yeah i don't like riding the ondevata to school with the girls bags in if their stuff isn't secure in the box in the front because you know when their drinks bottles particularly when they're empty at the end of the day are bouncing around inside it it, it's it just doesn't sound very good as you're going down the park every time you go over something um 
added to the when your back tyre goes down because you've gone over glass in the park. But, um, yeah, the, the, the bearings were shot on the pedals and so the right-hand pedal was every knocking with every revolution. <laughs> donk, <Click. laughs> donk. <laughs> so that's, that's, had to be, that's had to be changed. And then I discovered that our, er, the Ergon pedals that we love, the PCL... PC2Ls... Yes, PC2Ls, the ergon, um, ergonomic flat pedals, which we first encountered when they turned up on the Ondervata and we thought, yeah, we're going to change them. They look ridiculous and then realised how comfortable they were. We then discovered they'd been discontinued. So we're still on a search for a large set of them at a reasonable price because they've been changing hands for silly money. For I mean, fancy putting a £60 pair of pedals on a £115 bike. It's But the Elephant has been an absolute it's had, revolution. It's had another upgrade as well. We have... Uh, gone properly Dutch with it. Oh, we have. It's got a an axle wheel lock yes. into which you can plug uh, a chain or a, a cable. Yeah. And so and, and that system is just so useful. It's so easy, isn't it? It is. And I never thought, I genuinely never thought, even when we got into doing family bicycle and we were doing our cycle touring and, you know, we got our panniers and our tent and we were going off to the Hebrides and all of that, I still didn't see myself having a bike with a step-through frame and a, and a, and a frame lock a frame. And, a, and a kickstand. And, and now you've got all of those things and you're loving it, aren't you? It's the first weapon of choice now. If I'm going somewhere where I don't need to lock the bike up, I'll take my skip find. And if, I'm, if I haven't got to carry a load, if it's just nipped to the post box or, you know, going and visiting somewhere, then I'll take my my skip find drop handlebar road bike but if i'm going anywhere to fetch something or to you know to go shopping or to deliver stuff to the post office that sort of thing elephant every single time i take my key out click off we go i get where i'm going i lock my back wheel i go in where i'm going i know and i went out to get some more stuff for christmas didn't i the other night it was a it was a facebook purchase and i was it was about eight miles away the guy was convinced it was too far to ride a bicycle there was no way i was going to fit the stuff in it and half an hour later i'm stood outside his house to collect it and it all disappeared into the bike straight off and he didn't know didn't know where to put himself but i think it's just it's just paucity of expectation isn't it a lack of imagination to it's some with, degree people not believing it because they're not seeing it well quite yes you know there's, there's that adage about you can't be what you can't see people mm. struggle to visualize well how would i do my shopping with a bicycle i put it all in my car boot that's how i do it and sometimes and they are need to see somebody actually doing and it sometimes where... people i want to just therefore assert that it's not possible yes I've not done it, therefore it cannot be done. And so quietly, without fuss, just getting on and do it. That's kind of why I don't like the bike to make noises and stuff like that. I like to just... I'm aware that whether I choose it or not, I'm a bit of an advert because I'm doing something unusual. I like people to see it work when I'm doing it. I like to be able to just turn up and lock my back wheel and throw my chain in and off I go and everything's, you know... um... Because you you don't draw any attention being six foot eight... No, exactly. I've not drawn any attention by turning up as a six foot eight guy on a bicycle. In yellow trousers. In bright, usually wearing my signature bright yellow trousers in a town where nobody rides a bike. Yeah. So that's quite. Not not at all standard. I've done quite enough to upset the status quo there. But then if it looks precarious or like I don't know what I'm doing uh, or my bike sounds like it's going to explode, that for me is and it's the same reason that I don't like carrying you know flags and I don't like riding in high vis with polite written on the back sorry if you do that guys but it's not for, it's not for not me for because it. I'm not interested in drawing extra attention to myself if people are looking while they're driving they're going to see me I don't need extras to make that make that happen my bike is lit I am as big as I am um and if I'm towing the trailer that's bright green you know I don't need those extra things to say, look at me, I'm different. I've done enough. I've already, I've already said that. People have got that message. And actually, what I'm really trying to say is, don't look at me, I'm normal. And that was... Just, just give me my safe passing distance and be on your way. Just leave me to it, yeah. <laughs> just leave and, me alone. <laughs> you know, we, I th- uh, one of the things that's come out of lockdown this year has been Brian Deegan's brilliant Ideas with Beers session. Or It may now technically be the 
session formerly known as Ideas with Beers, featuring Bob Davis from the Road Danger Reduction Forum with his brilliant roundup of everything that's going on. If you're not taking part in Ideas with Beers and you're involved in cycle advocacy in, in this country, then make sure you come back for season two. But uh, the culmination... Well, catch up because they're, they're on YouTube. They're on you can YouTube, watch them back. There's been some really brilliant contributors for, on, and on all sorts of subjects from the history of play streets and low-traffic neighbourhoods to very cerebral sessions on curbstone designs and uh, you know how to design the, the arms of a roundabout. Brian did a cracking session where he actually went around our own town on Google Earth showing how you could divide it up for low-traffic neighbourhoods. But a really, really brilliant session with some great contributors, and we were lucky to have uh, Chris Boardman join us on Tuesday for the last the last episode of season one, I think we build it as. Um, uh, and, and Chris sort of talked about how he thinks that next year the othering of cyclists is going to be the big issue that we're going to have to contend with. We need to make sure that cyclists are seen... Um, about, as one of us in fact I try very hard as you know to not use the word cyclist I want to talk about what it lets us do moving around without cars so I think we need to be talking about getting to the match and going to the kids with school with the schools without a car and, and try very hard not to mention the word cycling um, and make sure people are portrayed at all times as one of us same clothes as me talking the same way as me, talking about the same things that I like, again, you know, the football and, and all of the things that you can just do without a car. How do we just normalise it? How do we show that we are not deviants? Uh, as, as our old chum Howard the Coward Cox has, has been at it again today, hasn't he? About, but that we are just normal people doing normal things. And that this isn't a strange activity. This is something that's accessible and, and would work for other people and has non-user benefits too. I mean, the, the, the Howard Cox thing, just to touch on it, while it's well, while it's fresh. I don't really want to give the guy airtime. You don't want to give him the oxygen of publicity because he doesn't deserve it. But he's lost the plot. He has properly to, lost the plot. Wouldn't just to explain. He's uh, he's put a statement out today as the uh, ABD. The Association in, of Bad Drivers. In response to the inquest verdict for uh, the little girl who died following an asthma attack that this week has recorded for the first time in the UK on her death certificate, the cause of death being air pollution. So that's, you know, a really significant moment. It's a I milestone, think. isn't it? it? It's going to be one of those moments that, you know, our children will look back on and say, how did they go this long without realising that air pollution was... You know, contributing to people dying because it will seem so obvious to them. Yes. But obviously that has made the uh, motoring lobby feel under threat. Mm. And uh, Howard, Howard has come out in defence of the, proxy war, of isn't the it? 37 million drivers in the UK who have not killed this little girl. When you, look at the, when you follow the money and look at the people who are, who are supporting what is a very silly campaign, it's, he is it's very, childish, He is very upset because... Um, their representative was not allowed to give evidence. Well, I'm sorry, but if you you know if you sell guns, you don't get to go and give evidence in, in the inquest of somebody who's been shot, or if you're a manufacturer of knives. What was he going to do? Plead you know, plead you, on the behalf of the cars. So I, I, you know, I have very little time for for the nonsense that he is uh, currently peddling. But, but there are mainstream opinions out there at the moment which are difficult for us to work with you know you've only we talk about it often enough the comparison between talking about walking and cycling and livable neighborhoods on twitter versus talking about it in your average town facebook group um there's a, there's, just, there's a massive showdown coming and it's going to come soon because the sixth carbon budget has been published this week and the savings that are needed on transportation are not going to be achieved by switching over existing levels of car usage to electric. It's just not going to happen. There has to be more than that mm. if we want to see those changes. And all you need to do is to look at some of the air quality monitoring in our city centres to know that we are all, if you go into a city centre, you are ingesting a cloud of soup 
that is full of toxic stuff that we have to do something about. We had another great contribution the- about it this week on Ideas with Beers with a guy who, who, who'd looked at, um, you know, the, the volume of dirty air that he was inhaling riding his bike up the hill up to Headingley out of Leeds city centre. But it's going to be the CFCs, the next CFCs. You know, I remember as a kid being oh, in yeah. school, not much older than Ruth and Rhoda are now. It was all when, about the ozone layer well, and CFCs and spray cans, wasn't and spray it? spray cans and needing to ban those from use. And at the time, that was controversial. And now, you know, do we really miss all of that, all of those chemicals? No, we've found a different way of doing things and the world has moved on. And I think the same is, is coming in the next few years for for the motor industry and that they are in their panic that they are in their they've heard the death knell now um they the, there's going to be a, a sort of last ditch attempt to try to uh, and so wrapping up i, I guess that brings us to the the final thing and it's it is one of those things where once you've done it for a while people don't imagine it any different and that's school streets you know, they've been doing them how many years in Italy now? Twenty Pushing 30 years since they first trialled it. And we've come to the end of an era, having had a term of a school street in our town. We don't really know what comes next, do we? Because we've got the traffic regulation order coming in to make it permanent. And at the same time, we lose actually having physical barriers at either end of the road to protect and the children. And the consultation on that only finished today i think yeah so we've not formally been notified that it is being made permanent no but we've gone from you know having to have the staff at the school calling the police to deal with altercations between motorists right outside the school gate we've gone from people driving from 60 70 yards away one guy used to drive his van to park on the double uh, on the zigzag lines outside the school, leaving a little gap between his van and the school gate for children to squeeze through. We've gone from all of that to, you know, I think the guy said to me that, that on the on the last day they were manning the barriers, he let four residents through in an hour. That was all that was all that needed to access the street, and it was quiet, and the children could get in and out without fuss, and people have got used to that, but it will soon be unpicked if we don't if we don't keep that up um but i was reminded you know somebody said the other day about low traffic neighborhoods and there's a whole issue around how we talk about them and how we brand them and all of that but actually where you there are none being proposed at the moment for our county and yet one two three of them close to our house that i can think of four actually that i can think of and people don't even clock that they exist. If you were to say to the residents of the surrounding roads, we're going to put in a modal Filters. filter, they would go berserk, and then we'd say, like the one on the next road along, that you don't even think about anymore, that keeps the traffic from the main road from cutting through. You know, Likewise, we talk about um, closing off to through traffic, the road that cuts right through the middle of Wellingborough Town Centre, and we get laughed out of town on that one at the moment. And yet Market Street has been pedestrianised for a good couple of decades or more now. And the same county council that won't entertain closing the one road through the town centre to traffic has just finally put up an AMPR camera to stop people from short-circuiting around the, the other bit, which everybody's got used to being traffic-calmed. So I, I think... Yeah, this year's going to be a battleground and I think a lot of this now is about, again, we come full circle. I've done a segue and now I'm coming back to where I began, which is putting stuff in the, in the mainstream and being, you know, being visible so that people can empowering, choose to be what they see. Empowering a new generation of kids to grow up with going everywhere by car not being the norm. And hopefully, you know, start to win some of the arguments at least by just being visible doing it. By just being seen, by being the person by at the being, supermarket loading the family shopping onto the bike. Being the woman outside B&Q putting her DIY purchases in the panniers. Yeah, you know. I. You know, people will say, oh, you couldn't, I went and fetched this in a van and you couldn't do that on a bike. Yeah, well, you didn't do it in your car either, did you? You went in a van. No, so, exactly. You know, the right, the right tool for the job. Well, there we go. Well, anyway, we've been rattling on for goodness knows how long now tonight. Oh, we've we've just breached the hour. I think that's 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 enough for people to listen to us. For I mean, 
That's enough for me to listen to you for. <laughs> Particularly without chocolate. <laughs> or ice cream. Yeah, don't rub it in. So, so we're going to do a closing spiel and ask you to give us a six out of five. Definitely give us a six out of five wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we are on Twitter at Family by Cycle, B-Y Cycle. You'll find us also on Instagram, family underscore bicycle, because somebody stole our name. We're going to have to deal with that at some point. Do they know who we are? They, they don't probably care. Do. They're just, they're just <laughs> trading on our, on our extremely valuable brand and goodwill, aren't they? Um, let us know what you think of the show. Thank you to the people that have done already and the people who've uh, listened and left comments and the people who've left comments saying they don't want to listen. <laughs> but it's been it, it, it's been different, hasn't it? It's been fun. It's, a diff- it's, a, it's not the same as doing stuff for YouTube. It's not the same as doing the kind of little pithy pieces that we've Largely done for Twitter. Largely because we're unedited. Largely because we're mainly unedited. <laughs> And we'll get better at that. Are you, you're, you're one take Jones, aren't you? You pride yourself on that. When we do stuff for YouTube, you just come in and... Bash del- it out of the park. You yeah. deliver, deliver your piece and leave, don't you? <laughs> I'd like to show the rest of you how it's done. <laughs> but no, we're really grateful to you taking the time to, to listen and get involved. Tell us what you think. If there's things we've talked about tonight you've got views on, let's hear them. Let's, let's, let's share it. And, um, well, we might have time to do a few more of these over the next few days, mightn't we? I'm not in work, so yeah. There we well, go. Why we, not? We might even we might get to do one the, in daylight. Uh, we might give you the update on what happened when the children did the Christmas baking and how long the mince pies lasted. And, well, there'll be time for the children's talk as well. We know you like hearing from the children. Um, and so there'll be, there'll be time for that. I figured they could probably do, they could do our M plus one jingle, actually, couldn't they? To go along with our family bicycle jingle. Well, they've got the, we've got the family bicycle one, so maybe they can start doing some of the jingles. So at least if this ends up being you and me on the settee more often, whether you're you know properly clothed or, or not. Well, they can't see that on the podcast. Well, no, they can't. They can't see that. <laughs> um, you know, at least the children could contribute by doing that, couldn't they? But thank you so much for listening. We're the family bicycle having wild adventures with kids and bikes. Yeah, you got it right that time. Been a pleasure. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> and we'll catch up with you guys soon. I might have put, maybe put some um, jingling bells in the background or something. I'm Festive. sure. I'll, yeah, a bit, yeah. Of, a bit of sound effects. A bit of Christmas for that. cheer. Yeah, we'll do a bit of that. And uh, I'll let you know how I get on with the Festive 500. I mean, we're looking forward to sharing what Christmas holds for the family bicycle. Thanks for listening. Take care, guys. Cheerio. Good night. Family by cycle. Yeah, what would you like? A picture of you with your new bike? Yeah, of course I can. I want to say bike. Bike. Bike too.